Hey, welcome back to the Tecmo Bros Fantasy Podcast. I'm Sam. And I'm Andy. We're a fantasy football podcast by fantasy football fans. It is week 12, Sam. How are you feeling during week 12? Well, pretty bad considering that my playoff hopes are pretty much gone. In the ground already? Oh, yes. Three and eight, and that's pretty Ooh. much sealing the deal on me. You, on the other hand, are doing pretty well, I'd say. I am, and we're going to talk about why right when this intro finishes. things first ladies and gentlemen uh we apologize for missing last week uh we were going to attempt something new uh we tried to do a live stream of the game with live reactions first and foremost uh reading up a little bit on the nfl apparently you can't do that no it, it's uh, some type of violation of uh, terms and agreements uh but really the the bigger thing was um we kind of went a little long afterwards i mean an entire Games worth, and then we talked for what was it, close to an hour and a half about the Miles Garrett situation. Yeah, so it's a it's a whole lot of content that's uh, not suitable. Yeah, I mean, it's got to be not abridged. I mean, no one listened to four hours of. Uh, we kind of forgot that we're a PG podcast throughout most of it. There was some non PG language. Oh my goodness, it was just. I mean, first and foremost, the situation with Miles Garrett is a sticky one to say the least. Uh, We've seen a lot after watching the replays over and over. We've seen a lot about it, and there's no excuse for what he did. Uh, it's just just dangerous and it, stupid. Just stupid. Everyone loses their cool, but man, uh, when you're a professional, you are held to a, a higher level of keeping your cool. And overall, uh, kind of after the week passed and we got to see everything that came about with it, uh, I think the NFL kind of kind of hit the, every mark you know they've they punished the parties involved uh they've got everything situated we've yet to see obviously what happens in the appeal of the indefinite suspension um miles garrett definitely has some explaining to do oh for sure he's done for the season at the minimum for sure most likely a few games next season as well i mean uh, but we're gonna find out it, it, it just it completes kind of the dumpster fire that was the browns season this year uh with with that kind of you know putting a and cap the crazy on part it. is they've won two in a row <laughs> they've started to figure it out, I think, maybe kind of not really. Who knows? Um, the other side of uh, the football, of course, uh, the big whole debacle uh, that was the Colin Kaepernick workout. Um, we had a lot of things we wanted to say on that, too. And what it kind of rolled into was, hey, let's just go ahead and uh, let's let's get ju- a jump start on writing the outline for next week. And so here we are. Colin Kaepernick works out, uh, bails out on the NFL's official plans for him at uh, the Falcon Stadium. An hour Stadium. before the workout was scheduled. Uh, apparently, due to concerns about them not letting the media in. He wanted to make it transparent, and while I understand that thought process, I mean, I would have... I guess it's easy for me to say in the situation. I probably would have just gone to the workout that many teams committed to going to. Um, so moving it might not have been the best move. And really, I mean, that's that's the thing that that's the big debate is, uh, you know, if you want to really play in the NFL, you kind of got to at least attempt to you have the to NFL's play rules. the song and dance a little bit in terms of, you know, you got to be there when they tell you to. There's a, there's a little bit of it. It can't all be 100 percent on your terms. Again, looking at the the videos that I saw, he's NFL ready for what and it looks in like. In all fairness, I don't think that he's way off base saying he just wants the media present. I mean, all it was was just some some film crew, some people there to ask questions. So just, the things that the NFL forces their their existing players to be a part of anyway. Right. You have to be there to answer questions. That's how we got the famous Marshawn Lynch. I'm just here so I won't get fined. Exactly. Uh, so all in all, it just kind of a weird situation. Kind of funny though. Watching him throw the football and being like, you know, kind of like to see him in an actual game situation. Well, getting pressured at the very least. Yeah. I mean, it's easy to, I shouldn't say, because I can't throw a ball 50 yards, but I, I have to imagine if you're a professional of that caliber, it's easy to throw a ball that deep with no pressure. To an extent. I mean, there's there's some current, I mean, t- Tom Brady struggles to throw the deep ball and hit at his age. Tom Brady's also 42 years old. But th- that being said, uh, compared to a handful of, of the quarterbacks around the league right now, most teams are playing with backups. I, I want to say close to 16 teams are playing with backups uh, and or rookies, but that's a different situation. And then we've got things like uh, the Bears benching Mitch Trubisky. They say is because uh, he has a hip injury. I'm not buying it. But I, watching that back, you're like, maybe it's because he's just kind of bad. Well, you saw him and uh, Matt Nagy having a, a little private moment covering their faces with the play sheet. Uh, I have a hard time believing that that was being like, hey, man, you got a hip injury. We're going to sit you for the last three minutes. Why don't you take care of yourself? Why don't you go get some rest? No, that's a – you suck, and we're going to sit you down because we're going to lose this game anyways. 
So and just the the look on on Trubisky's face was not that of like, man, I wish I was in there. I'm hurt, but you know, I wish I was in there. It was more of like a, man, this sucks. I can't like you know what, what the the sad puppy thing. Yeah, and we we're going to talk about that. I think just a little bit during the uh, Chicago. Um, preview here but the, the main the main thing uh, is twitterverse um you don't really need to add us on the miles garrett thing don't really need to to tweet us about the colin kaepernick thing we understand that there are polarizing opinions on this um and we're gonna hear both sides of it uh i guess at this point we, we've kind of formulated that it, let's just see what happens let's just play some football we don't care anymore so moving on to the week 12 games Woo! all right well first things first bye weeks in week 12 uh, your Cardinals, your Chiefs, your Chargers, and your Vikings do not play them. They will score you zero. So make sure you take kind them of a out. bummer for the majority of those. Honestly, uh, Arizona, if you're a Kyler Murray player, he's been doing them pretty all right. Uh, obviously, the Chiefs, plenty of Chiefs are on plenty of teams. The Vikings have been on a major upswing. They're now uh, eight and three. Yeah, uh, I, I would hope for... that if you're a Dalvin Cook owner, you're in the playoffs already because this might be a weird bubble week for you. And then uh, who's the other team again? The Chargers. Chargers. Yeah, well, you know, the Chargers definitely have some uh, some fantasy studs on their team, one of which is not Phillip Rivers. Well, I mean, you seven interceptions in two games, that's, uh, Pretty that, bad. that's a hard one. And with, with the quarterback landscape, the way it's been with, with injuries and rookies and everything like that, you know, Phillip Rivers is supposed to be your your constant kind of your mid-range 15, 20 point a week quarterback, and he what? Not good. No. Not good at all. No. But he wasn't the only one. Let's move into the uh, games coming up this week. Yeah, we're gonna start with Thursday night. So speaking of quarterbacks underperforming, we've got Deshaun Watson and the Texans against the Colts. What happened to Deshaun Watson against the Ravens? What happened to the Colts? I mean, they got Molly walloped in that game, and I know the Ravens are a good team. Uh, we've also seen the Ravens not show up in some situations, right? Uh, and I understand Houston's a little dinged up on on both sides of the ball, but like this was just awkward to watch. Yeah, I mean, the Baltimore just had every facet of the game won, and I think in just standard quarterback format, Watson scored you four points, which is not why you drafted him as no. the QB two, QB three, or spent good auction money on him. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, going back to the Colts, the the Colts are a competent defense. Do and you think they're they're working well on offense too? Yeah. Do you think that Houston's going to have any troubles getting through the Colts? The Texans and the Colts every time they meet uh, is always an interesting game to watch. I'm actually really excited for this to be on a Thursday because Thursday games can get a little crazy, and these two teams when they meet each other always have some fun. So uh, I think that the the Colts are going to walk away with this one at the in the end. You do? Uh, I think that Brissett uh, is is looking healthy, looking good, and playing some of the best football of his career. Um, the the team as a whole. It, I don't know the situation with T.Y. Hilton, but you wouldn't know it watching the team because they're making use of every other one of their weapons. Oh, I think Pascal becomes almost a, a must-add and probably a good stream option if you need somebody off your waivers, especially if T.Y. is not playing. And unfortunately, they did lose Marlon Mack to a uh, metacarpal uh, fracture, I believe. That's the little little bones in your hand. Yeah, so um, you got to pick up Hines. He's not going to be gone forever. They're saying he's he's potentially come back this year, you know, playoff runs and whatnot. But Hines uh, is going to be the guy. Uh, they also really using a lot of uh, what was his name Williams mm-hmm. uh, in this uh, this passing game, especially. Um, it just goes to show that the the depth is a factor on the Colts. Uh, everybody's you know playing well, really really well in the next man up uh, mentality. Whereas on the opposite side of the ball, uh, Houston, they have they have unbelievably talented players. DeAndre Hopkins, uh, Kenny Stills is a still a really good deep threat uh, and. I'm not sure the situation on Will Fuller. I don't know if he's he's whatever. He, who knows? Uh, never Carlos, played a full season. Probably never going to play a full season. Carlos Hyde is running out of his mind on it. Like he's just happy to you know be getting the ball, and yet they just are underperforming. It seems like they're they're not able to put it all together. Like for some reason, it's while the talent's there, uh, the super team. Who knows? It's just they're not able to get everyone on the same page. So. I still think that Houston's going to beat the Colts, but oh, okay. I just uh, for a Thursday game, I think it's going to be lower scoring than we expect. I think it might be. See, I, I, I feel 14 like to 10. I feel like if Houston ends up winning this game, it's going to be because they outscored the Colts. It'll be some 33 to 28 affair. Be a high scoring game. So, I think so. I think it's even the low end of, of scoring in, in terms of of that. So I but. see the Colts winning uh, on Thursday, regardless of the score. You see the a low scoring Houston 
win out of that one. That's interesting. We it, Thursday games, always kind of a coin flip. You have no idea. And I mean, if you ask Geno Smith, it's Hales. Uh, going on to the next game. Next game is Tampa and Atlanta, Oof. NFC South. So <laughs> we're going to jump into if you if you if six weeks ago, if you would have said, hey, let's talk about the Tampa Atlanta game. I would have said, let's not. Exactly. But we I do have to ask you, Atlanta's defense. Do you pick him up? Winston throws a lot of interceptions, had a lot of turnovers. I kind of, I'm kind of curious uh, who they went out and found to play defense for them because well, these guys don't that, look like the same guys. They found that Dan Quinn should not be calling the defensive plays anymore. That, and I heard they had shuffled around a lot of their coaching staff yeah. uh, a little bit, and it, it looks like it's it's working. The team's fired up. They're they're getting pressure on every quarterback. They got. Pressure I think on they Jabriz. needed that bye week. They just needed that bye that week was to like huge. refresh, recharge. Yeah, they lost Hooper and Freeman, but man, the other the other pieces are moving tremendously. Again, the next man up mentality, and it helps that they're playing outstanding defense uh, right now, which is crazy to think about that this team at the start of the season, who was one of the worst defenses in the league and losing players for the year, uh, would turn around and have this much of a comeback. Um, on the other side of things, Tampa Bay, who everyone was kind of like, meh, what are they going to do, uh, has been pretty competitive. They haven't been winning a lot of games, but at the same time, they're putting up points. Their defense is surprising people. This is another really interesting game. It is. I mean, I, so I expect this one to be a high-scoring affair. Just no matter what happens with Tampa, for some reason they find ways to put points on the board against good defenses. So with this resurgence being what it is, like Atlanta's not and hasn't been a good defense for the majority of the year. So I do expect Tampa to at least put some points. Yeah, up. how long it's, can they keep it up? Exactly. It's, it's going to be a, a lot of points. Like if you have – you know, start your Bucks, start your Falcons. Like it's gonna, a lot of them are gonna score. See, I feel like this one's gonna come down to uh, which Jameis Winston are we gonna get? Are we gonna get good Jameis? Or are we gonna get bad Jameis? True. I, th- I think we're gonna get. Honestly, last oh, week we saw Kyle Allen throw four interceptions. We did uh, effectively putting the final four nails in the coffin that was my season. <laughs> uh, he has a rough one. Starting him for the bye week of Aaron Rodgers. Um. This week, could and we you see, started him against Atlanta. That's normally like right, a. I, well, that, I mean, all the signs pointed to this should work. Oh, that's crazy. Uh, and so, to, for that matter, Atlanta was able to really uh, healthily shut down Christian McCaffrey. So McCaffrey still had a very fantasy viable game. Um, I don't think he found the end zone. No, he did not. If I recall no. correctly. I mean, he. he, he, he <sighs> Uh, uh, Belcar running back is going to get carries. Is going to get yards uh, in theory, unless you're, I guess, Saquon Barkley. Um, Le'Veon Bell. <laughs> uh, but even so, I I'd, I'd like to think that keeping him out of the end zone, uh, holding the opposing team to a victory three points. Yeah, kind of ridiculous. So it's going to come down to what which Jameis we get, and if Jameis decides to throw another four interceptions, if the Falcons through three weeks have. Uh, what is that? Eleven picks after this week against the Bucks. That'll be something. Holy cow! That's I mean. Mm-hmm. Uh, so is Atlanta the second half defense that acts like the Patriots and wins you your championship? I don't know. That would be <laughs> funny though. I mean, you got to kind of consider it because they've been playing pretty outstanding, and the end of their their schedule is going to benefit them more than it's going to benefit the other teams. They like playing in domes. They like playing inside. Yeah, they got a lot of NFC South happening like, for the last They like playing bit. where it's warm still. Um, yeah, absolutely. On the flip side, yeah, no, I think that this one could definitely be a high-scoring affair. I feel like you still, regardless of how Atlanta's defense is playing, you're still starting your bucks because garbage time's a thing. Absolutely garbage time. That's, any Allen Robinson owner knows garbage time's a thing. And this is, <laughs> uh, you know, the the Atlanta team who's famous for, uh, well, how many points did they choke away in that Super Bowl? I don't want to talk about it. In the it. second half? So I just, just throwing it out there. Um <laughs> Throw it out there, pull it back, so that I don't get punched exactly. in the face. So start your bucks, start your birds. Uh, we're going to go to the Bears versus the Giants. Uh, speaking of Allen Robinson and garbage time, so what do you think about Allen Robinson this week? Uh, you know, the Bears don't seem to really know what they're going to do at quarterback, which, I mean, ask any anybody in Wisconsin what what their biggest let you point know. of emphasis was yeah. going into the season, and it was you need to figure out who's playing quarterback is Mitch Trubisky's bad at football. Yeah, you, you got to think so. I was going to talk about this just real quick uh, before we start talking about your startables. Do you think they either draft somebody new next year or they sign a free agent? So I made the bold claim this offseason to one of our close friends who's a big Bears fan that this was 
the make-or-break season for Mitch Trubisky, that he needed to put up or shut up. And at this point, him getting benched last week, they can call it whatever they want. He got benched. Uh, this is He's shutting up. He's shutting up hardcore. I think so. Uh, their defense was – this is showing how much their defense carried them last year. And the Bears fans can be like, oh, if we, if we could just make field goals – Field goals don't win games in the NFL. They do not. They can be the deciding factor in terms of points, but you got to get in the end zone. Uh, for a team who was so heavily focused on the running game, their running game looks terrible. Uh, Tariq Cohen is still good on the outside, but they just they can't seem to figure out how to get the ball in the hands of their playmakers. And when they do have the perfect play called and somebody wide open, he gets missed by five yards on a on a swing pass or not even thrown to at all like there's there is footage of wide open receivers not even being read to by Trubisky and it's being forced to his first read the the funniest thing i i i kind of want to see uh is like a, a funnier die thing where where Colin Kaepernick shows that he can throw a pass about 5 feet in front of him and then says hey Chicago I'm ready because I mean, they don't need to throw the ball 50 yards. They need to be able to throw the ball five yards. The play calling is there. The playmakers are there. The biggest area where they don't have a playmaker is under center. Well, that's crazy, too, because before the trade deadline happened, I was looking at other quarterbacks who are currently not being utilized that would be okay fits in a, a standard quarterback system. I mean, heck, would you rather have Mitch Trubisky or Andy Dalton running your offense? That's a very difficult like say question. what you want about Andy Dalton. At least he was more functional. At the end of the Mr. day, Trubisky. though, if you're the front office, if you're the the coaching staff, if you're the Bears, you put all your chips on Mitch Trubisky, and you kind of have to just you you have to let it ride. If if Aaron Rodgers was playing like absolute just booty this year, you don't you can't bench him. You can't, you can't bench him. But this is different because Aaron Rodgers is an established quarterback. Mitch Trubisky is not. Okay, how about, you know, would if if Daniel Jones was playing terribly, would you put bench him and put Eli back in the game? I think the situation's still different. It's it's a rookie now. So l- l- let's go back. Let's so let's say Aaron Rodgers is first what? This is Mitch's fourth year, I want to say, third year, something like that. Yeah. So let's say Aaron Rodgers has the same track record that uh, Mitch has coming out of the draft and they put him in and he's doing okay, has a pretty okay year, and then this year happens. You know, I feel like as a Packers fan, we'd be clamoring for his head. Set As him. a fan, sure, but the fans in Chicago are saying the same thing that they're they're turning on him, they're booing him. Uh, the the team can't just make that call to just trade for somebody. Uh, let's look at Jacksonville. I was talking more signing in the off season. Like I'm, well, I'm not saying spend any capital right now to get him. But get but him out, even but. still, like uh, Garner Minshew was playing pretty all right. He was he was doing great. Uh, he had a couple of rough games, but you know that's going to happen in your your rookie season essentially. Uh, Foles is back, and they name him the starter. Uh, same thing happened with with Teddy Bridge. The Saints were four and zero with Teddy Bridgewater. Yes, they were. And Breeze is healthy. Breeze starts. They lose their first game against the Falcons of all teams. with Breeze. You you when you commit to a guy, you just kind of got to go with it. And and it, it when you see things, it, they have to be performing to a ridiculously terrible level. They got to be missing something completely or or still hobbled by some sort of injury for a lot of teams to say, "You know what? Sit back down. We're going to go with the backup." Uh that doesn't happen very often in the NFL. Unfortunately for the Bears, it kind of needs to. They need to figure something out because uh I feel like this season's basically just over for them. Yeah, you're running out of uh blame the kicker cards. And in all fairness, uh I was excited uh, you know, early in the season for David Montgomery, I was uh, excited for the the idea of Allen Robinson and his volume because there really isn't another. They can spread the ball around all they want. Nobody else on that team has the talent level of Allen Robinson. No, and he's. I wish he had a quarterback that threw him better better passes because he'd be stellar. And uh, I, I was just I was excited for some options that I felt like they they had to to fill gaps that they felt they were missing. And uh, as it turns out, the biggest gap they have is. Still a quarterback. But um, moving on to startables, uh, with enough chat about a, a bear situation on a Packers podcast, uh, who do you start on the Bears against the Giants, if anyone? Who would you if you had to start? Well, that's actually the the segue I was just trying to make. There is I'm not starting anybody on the Bears. Anybody? Anybody? Not um, even Allen Robinson. They 
I, I don't care who they're playing. They have they have more to figure out than than you'd like to think. Well, let's jump to the Giants side of the ball. Who are you starting against the Bears defense? Is Saquon healthy? Uh, is he going to play? For what we're play? being told, he's healthy and he's going to play. I mean, obviously, uh, I don't I don't care. Last week, how you know for two weeks ago because they were on a bye, uh, he had one yard on however many carries. Don't care. Still starting Saquon. Um, Anybody else? Would you start Tate? Would you start? Uh, Yes. Other people, Evan Engram? Daniel, Daniel Jones. If Engram's healthy, I'm starting him. Honestly, I'm just kind of deploying against the Bears. I don't, I don't, I don't see them stopping anybody at this point. I see. Him, I, don't, I just, I think you can start your people. I don't. I don't want to start Daniel Jones though. You don't want to start Daniel Jones. I just, I just. I think he's gonna just. He's gonna turn it over a little bit. The Bears defense is still good enough. They'll pressure him. I'm just not sure he's gonna be up to a, a decent. There are probably better streaming options out there for you. Well, I still like Danny Dimes, but hey, sometimes I can't think of anything else that rhymes. No, we're, we're just going to jump to the next game. Uh, probably going to be another questionable fantasy game. Uh, Denver and Buffalo. Uh, Buffalo exploded last week. Josh Allen, John Brown had just mm-hmm. an amazing game. Uh, Denver, what it looked like, had Minnesota on its heels and then just let it let it all come back. Yeah, yeah, it was kind of awkward. Let's start on Denver's side. You know, with without the quarterback issues, do you start any offensive weapon? So you know the you know the Bills pretty well. I do um, know the Bills. Defense wise, who do they struggle to shut down? Uh, they struggle to shut down. It's typically going to be just random underneath routes. Okay. So like your PPR guys, you're going to want to probably play like your like I I actually really as much as the Bills are quote number one against the tight end this year, I really like Noah Font this week. Just because he's getting what twenty eight percent of the target share on the whole team, so with eleven targets, the guy's gonna catch. Something. And in a, a four down territory with the last ten seconds of the game, he got three of the four red zone targets. Um, that that's there's something to be said about that. Uh, unfortunately, the their quarterback can't seem to throw a fade route, which is just embarrassing. Well, um, I mean, what do you expect out of what this is the second string, third string guy from Denver now? Right, because you know nobody wants a dude who can throw. 50 or we're going to move on from yeah, that. Yeah, we're going to uh, move on. So let's talk about, uh, I mean, Philip Lindsay and Royce Freeman. I mean, obviously the, the more talented one is Philip Lindsay. Buffalo's pretty okay against the run. I mean, they're keeping him out of the end zone, but they're not, they're giving up a fair amount of yardage. Would you start either of those two? See, I, I just, I don't know. I, I don't want to start anybody against Buffalo personally uh, in a pinch, I guess, if that if it was my only option. But Well, tight end required. You. If, if I could skip this one, I would. Um, cause even Noah Font, I don't like the, the guy throwing him the ball. I know he gets, he's been seeing a lot of volume, but, uh, an argument could be made for, for anybody kind of in a similar position. You know, TJ Hawkinson could see just as many potential targets, uh, as, as Noah Font. You never know. So on Buffalo side, again, Denver's defense is pretty okay. Would you start anybody on Buffalo? Here's a team I want to talk about. Uh, we got to see Josh Allen finally unleash the cannon uh, throwing the ball to John Brown, uh, something that I was really excited for at the start of the season. Uh, first couple of games, I didn't really uh, feel confident and ended up moving on from Josh Allen. And here we are. Uh, they're figuring it out, which is a really good thing. Good good t- part of the season for a team to be hitting their stride with what works. So if offense. you've been with us since the beginning of, uh, of this season, I was very high on Josh Allen and the Bills as a whole. Um, so it's good to see them finally put it all together, uh, so especially John Brown. That after watching stack. Kirk Cousins uh, hit Stephon Diggs for a multiple touchdown game to basically seal that game, uh, I like Josh Allen's opportunity to uh, hit John Brown for multiple scores again. Uh, Matthew Barry was like, what the heck? Who's this John Brown guy? And I'm like, dude, that's what he does. Yeah. He, he runs fast, and if you can throw him the ball that far – which Josh Allen can, dong. Uh, you're going to uh, you're going to see some success. You're going to see some touchdowns. I I, I like the opportunity here. Um, Denver definitely showed that that's how you're going to beat us is if you can throw the deep ball. And if Josh uh, Allen can, if Allen gets enough uh, time in the pocket, he'll be able to do it. I mean, Kirk Cousins could. You got to imagine Josh Allen could. Yeah. So going on to another uh, riveting uh, fantasy relevant matchup, we're going to talk about the Bengals versus the Steelers. Um, man, just not much to talk about here. Uh, we're going to start with Cincinnati. Joe Mixon, you start him? Yeah. You know, so here's <laughs> – why did I suddenly just go Kermit the Frog? Here's my idea. <laughs> here's it goes. Here's what we're going to do. It's not easy being green. Uh, 
Joe Mixon, uh, yes, I'm starting him. In a, I'm starting him because the Steelers are in trouble. Uh, who do they? <laughs> Andy, go ahead and uh, name who they have on offense who's healthy right now. That's it. That's yeah, I yeah, I got yeah. They got what? James uh, Washington. James, uh, maybe, maybe not. He's he's questionable. He's questionable. He's too? questionable. Oh boy. <laughs> Uh, Vance McDonald. Vance McDonald. The Vance Dance. The Vance Dance. That's uh, it, man. And they've got um, Mason Rudolph, if, if he didn't get bopped in and the head. And half of the head, yeah. Uh, they've got, uh, what is his name, um, Jalen Samuels? He's back, yeah. Yeah, he's, he's all right. Connor's questionable, but Connor's I don't think he plays. Connor's not going to play, most likely, from, from everything I was reading. But, so, as you, know, you can tell, can riveting uh, fantasy matchup here. Juju Smith-Schuster is likely out. He's still in concussion protocol. The the Steelers are going to need to win with the the replacements this week. It's gonna be rough, uh, and it kind of helps that they're playing a team of <laughs> yeah. replacements. Uh, Joe Mixon finds the end zone for the first time last week. I think he finds the end zone again this week. Uh, I like the Bengals' chances to actually control this game. Um, beyond that, you think they get off the get off the Schneid? They win their first one. I don't know about that one, Chief. Uh, I feel like this one's going to come down to a defensive performance from the Steelers' uh, scoring points. I don't know this one. Legitimately, folks. No, I agree. I think uh, I think Fitzpatrick probably picks off Finley, uh, does what Fitzpatrick does, and scores some defensive points. Don't be surprised if this one ends up as like a, a fourteen to nine game or something. Like a, I don't even know fourteen to nine. That's that's generous. Thirteen so, to nine. Well, we'll say again. Mixon's probably your startable on Cincinnati if you absolutely have to. We've seen it a few times this year where the squeaky wheel gets the grease, and Tyler Boyd is like, guys, I'm still on the team. Yeah, he, so he's he's. From a volume standpoint, he should be there, but after his uh, one reception for zero yards on three targets from last week. It's more about who's throwing him the ball, and I think they're right. they're trying to figure themselves out in the running game, trying to get their offensive line to learn how to block again. and Yeah, but Joe Mixon, I, I feel confident in. Steelers-wise, don't expect this one to be an easy win. We've seen the Bengals uh, in the past be you know just steamrolled. As of lately, uh, as the seasons wore on, They've put up better showings. Uh, temp, don't don't think of it's an easy thirty point game if you're if you're starting. Samuels. <laughs> I mean, I guess that's, right. that's your best one. But uh, yeah, off that one because that's ooh, that's a rough one to talk about. <laughs> We're gonna jump to uh, Miami and Cleveland. Another very fun matchup. Wow, we're just we're, we're firing what a, what, a week, huh? <laughs> what a week, huh? What a week. Do you remember in 2019, week 12 of the NFL? Do you remember when football was fun? To remember watch? when they just skipped week 12 entirely? Uh, oh, I would love so, to skip So week the Browns 12. in Miami. So this is actually kind of funny because these are two teams who, again, six weeks ago, I'd have been like, skip, insta-skip. And here we are. Miami, for whatever reason, has decided. We're going to play football first, now. First pick? No, we don't need. Okay. <coughs> Funniest. You're right almost, almost, almost died. Uh, another guy who almost died. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna butcher this name. <laughs> to to a the Alabama quarterback. The Alabama quarterback. Yeah, we all that, we all know who, last, we all know who who <laughs> that's, Tua is. That's his actual last name. Tua, the Alabama quarterback. It um he was gonna be the guy, and that's who Miami was. I mean, he's eyeing still on. gonna be the guy with that hip injury. The, the, well, the, they're saying the hip injury is really really serious. Well, he, he had surgery. They say he's gonna be potentially ready by the oh, time. Of course, they're gonna say he's gonna be ready. Well, I know, but. I mean, I, I just don't think he's going to be as effective as people say he is. I mean, I you have a lot of college quarterbacks getting a lot of fanfare. I just, you know, look at the fanfare Baker got coming out of college. We saw uh, Miami attempt to to roll uh, Tannehill uh, out as quarterback when, when he was basically the tin man who needed oil with his lower body. Maybe they're deciding the same thing, like, hey, who needs a hip? But, uh, no, they've been playing better almost as if they're like, well, we'll skip this next year for for well they already have overall. like three first round draft picks <laughs> so i mean so uh but they've been actually fun to watch Devontae parker for a guy who oh, two man. years ago was basically being told we don't want you we don't want you on the team you can go home all of a sudden is just lighting up the scoreboard yeah and especially with um help me out here who just got injured uh preston williams that's Thank the you. one uh he's i he's didn't help a, at all on that he's a fixture uh, along with Jakeem Grant, dude's super fast. I yeah. mean, not to mention he's got that added benefit of if he runs one back on a kick return. And ironically enough, as much fun as we made of Kalen Ballage, uh, the dude is bulging out. Especially uh, with Mark Walton no longer being employed by the Dolphins. As it turns out, all you really need to do for a running back is hand him the ball. 
then he can catch it no it's problem. It's amazing. Just give it. Just here you go, buddy. There the you Derrick go. The Derrick Henry model. Just give it to him. Let him run no, with it. No one needs to throw it to him fifty yards. You and can with just hand uh, it to him. Alan Hearns signing an extension with the Dolphins, they he's obviously in their plans. I would imagine to be potentially more featured. So. Yeah. And against a Cleveland defense who suffered a ton of injuries, and obviously the aforementioned uh, cranium spashing with a uh, with a helmet. Boop. So they might Miami might have a lot more opportunity to score here, and with. The Browns facing the Dolphins. Gosh, you got to start your Browns, don't you? Yeah, you got to start your... God, that's such a terrible, that's terrible a, phrase. Who, who thought would ever say that a couple of years ago? No, at the start of this season, I was like, start your Browns. And I loved that phrase. And then six weeks in, I'm like, flush your Browns. Um, and now you're back to starting them. Well, okay. So OBJ needs to find the end zone. Uh, Baker needs to find OBJ. Rumor is, rumor is, uh, he received a map. And, a whole map, and uh, they're hiring a Sherpa for him, uh, one of those you know mountain guides. So hopefully, hopefully they can show him where it is, and and he can he can find the end zone. I'm hoping so. Uh, because it's been since what week three? I, has he scored this year? When did we make? Yeah, we made that trade, and he scored the week after. He remember? scored the he scored the week we yeah, made the you trade. Yeah, and I traded uh, Devonte Adams and OBJ, and then he had that 89 yard slant to the house. He was he was the the really good date that all just six years later you're like yeah he put out immediately and i was just like oh my god where'd you go this is ridiculous but i don't uh, feel the spark anymore honestly jarvis landry's been a better start than obj for for weeks now i think you got to keep that going because jarvis landry is still really talented this is the team revenge game this is the team that we thought they were going to have they're going to have a great one-two punch and uh yeah they they didn't really have a punch as much as like a bop well speaking of a bop uh kareem hunt does he make you nervous Especially with Nick Chubb, seems like he's seeing less less action with Hunt on the field. I don't see Nick Chubb seeing less action. I see uh, them both being on the field actually at the same time, which is really interesting. Uh, and this is kind of what we were hoping they were going to do, uh, is deploy Hunt as the more prolific pass catcher. He's running a lot of routes. and Yeah, I think he's a must-start in PPR format. Uh, which is crazy to think about. Uh, but yeah, I think both... Players uh, have potential. Hunt's obviously a, a much lower upside uh, player, but I like what they're doing. And I think against Miami, they have a chance to really just kind of put up a whole bunch of points. I dig it. Um, speaking of a whole bunch of points, let's move on to the next game. Hopefully a more fun one to talk about. We got Carolina and New Orleans. So I want to talk about Carolina. All I can think about right <laughs> now is is how this week we, we had a, a punt, pass, and kick uh, conversation with, with, with Hunt, Kaepernick, and Miles Garrett. Um, Yikes. Who we're talking about? New Orleans and Carolina. <laughs> New Orleans and Carolina. New Orleans and Carolina. So do you start Kyle Allen? <laughs> I just want to know how you feel about Kyle Allen. Please tell me. He couldn't have just stopped at three interceptions. He had to throw the fourth. Did he know which team he was playing for? I don't know. Did, Honestly, they no were idea. they were wearing polar opposite colors. It was blue and white versus black and red. And to be fair, none of them were like good I have to wonder if like he had a, a one of those situations, you know, the 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 dress is a blue and gold or white, whatever. Yeah. Maybe he that was the thing, like he couldn't really tell. It's definitely possible. Maybe he's colorblind. I mean, so when I I shouldn't say good interceptions because there's never a good interception, but there's ones where it's in the hands, tipped there, off the right. hands. Right, it's where it's not the quarterback's fault. It was tipped yeah. at the line or it was tipped, you know, from you know, Kelsey does this all the time yeah. where but he like all gets of one these hand on it. Were bad. These were legitimately like the who who do we remember in recent memory who was actively throwing the ball to the other team? Like this season, we saw Baker Mayfield on a couple situations just throw the ball to the other team. Like Philip Rivers uh, a couple weeks ago. Phil, <laughs> Phil Rivers re- recently. I remember last year, um, uh, who was the backup quarterback uh, that we saw throwing the ball just straight to the other team? That's an excellent question. And we probably blocked him out of our memory because it was hard to watch. I'm going to think of it while we while we go over the startables, Andy. Uh, let me know your startables on uh, New Orleans as I think about. Well, you obviously have to start your your studs of Breeze, Camara, and Thomas. Um, Jared Cook, I think, is an intriguing play. Um, Carolina has not been amazing against tight ends, um, so you, you kind of have to. If you're in a tight end required, he's a good option, but I wouldn't start him if you have better flex options. Well, on Carolina's side of the ball. You obviously have to start Christian McCaffrey. But between the two receivers, Curtis Samuel and uh, DJ Moore, who do you like more? Wow. 
You just said it. I just said it. You got DJ Moore had again better. Uh, he's getting a lot more of the volume for sure. He's getting more yardage. Like what? He had another another hundred yard game where Samuel was four for fifteen. Mm-hmm. I want to say. Um, Greg Olson probably a safe bet just because he's going to see some some targets looking his way. Big bodied tight end. Was it Blake Bortles? Well, Blake Bortles is just bad in general. Right, but I. Moving on. Moving on to the next game. Obviously not a very uh, – you got your studs in those games. Obviously you're starting Christian McCaffrey. Um, yeah. I think Kyle Allen is worthy of a bench after a handful of bad performances. Every now and then you run into a situation where somebody just kind of gets exposed, uh, and I feel like you might have just been exposed. That is fair. So we'll jump to the next game then. We'll keep it rolling. We got the Raiders against the New York Football Jets. What do you think about the Raiders' chances to keep it rolling here? The Raiders are looking like a really good football team right now. Uh, they're they're buying into the Gruden system, and uh, because of that, it was Josh Rosen. That's who it was. Well, Josh Rosen is bad. That's who it was. It was Josh Rosen who was just throwing the ball to the to the opposing team. Like here you go. We're, so we're now you it. say Josh Rosen, but it gives me flashbacks like Brock Osweiler. Like Ooh, he was not good either. Yeah, he was pretty awful. Like I'm thinking of bad quarterbacks in like the last couple of years, and you know that like, monster contract out of Denver. And remember when the Dolphins? Remember when and, uh, Mullins got the start because Beathard was really bad. I do remember, and then he just came out of nowhere and just blew the place up. Yeah, yeah, he's still there, by the way. Um, anyway, enough about bad quarterbacks. Um, Let's talk know. about Derek Carr, a pretty okay quarterback. Yeah, a guy who's been doing all right for himself. Uh, the team's kind of kind of firing here on all cylinders. They've figured out how to use their weapons uh, pretty well. Uh, Josh Jacobs looking really good. Uh, Darren Waller looking like a beast. Uh, I wish Darren Waller would find the end zone more. Yeah, they, I I don't. Who's the who's their other guy who they keep throwing you know, the ball to? It, it 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 hurts my soul when I see the other tight end getting one reception for one yard and a score. It it just it hurts me. But you know, it it's, hurts what's me funny so about good. that is uh, Gruden used to always love his spider two wide banana, uh, where they'd put it in both. <laughs> what they put just in, the voice man? What in voice man? You know, it's it's Gruden man. Um, they'd put in both running backs and they'd run that that wheel route off to the to the side where uh you know you'd, you'd get the backup court the backup running back getting the one touchdown in the red zone um so that's kind of just a gruden thing i guess uh you know throw it to the guy who nobody's expecting they'll never expect speaking of not expecting Moreau. with with the as we move on uh hunter renfro i mentioned him a couple of weeks ago was kind of a sneaky you know seeing a lot of volume guy do you like him at all as he's getting more and more involved I, I like him only if the the Raiders are rolling. If the Raiders aren't aren't rolling or if they're not in a two minute drill, uh, I don't know that he'll get enough volume because they have so many other great weapons. That's fair. I mean, so I'm looking at the the last game against the Bengals. Obviously, it's the Bengals. So what are you gonna do? Um, but he was aside from Waller having seven targets, Renfro was second with six. So he's he's seeing volume. I mean, he's the he's the slot guy. He's mm-hmm. got good speed and he's a good player. He really is. But you you still start Tyrell Williams over. I, I just pro? I think that Tyrell Williams has more designed plays to him. That's and, fair. Uh, hey, it's, it, it's it's been working. Who are they playing again? The Oakland Raiders. They're the, playing the New York Football Jets. Why do you say it like that? <laughs> there are no other Jets in in sports. Uh, well, there's a New York Football Giants. Yes, I know. You, you just you like saying that. It's the J E T S Jets Jets Jets. Uh, so on the Jet side of the ball, what do you Andy, think about Ghostbuster Sam Darnold? Ghost. <laughs> I ain't afraid of no ghosts. <laughs> he's, afraid of no, afraid he's totally afraid of these ghosts. Uh, yeah. I don't know that this is the game that they come back. No. <laughs> I, I feel like you're you're still starting Bell because the the Raiders have a, an all right defense, but I mean they're still they're still beatable. Um, Le'Veon Bell gives me headaches because he's on the Jets. He's the feature guy. He should be just getting all these touches. And I've held on to him. This is week 12 now. I've held on to him for that long. And you're kind of just, you're kind of in the rabbit hole with him. You just got to keep going with it. Headaches, you say? Yeah. Are you having any hallucinations? Possibly seeing some ghosts. Okay. Just making sure. He's not had that defining game this year. He's, you know, week one was his best week. And he's been kind of mediocre. So his schedule looks good and his, his matchups are all right. But, man, what's going on with him? What do you think? I just think that it's it's a lot of uh, game planning. I, I look at the same kind of situation in Dallas. Zeke hasn't been performing like the Zeke we knew. He's still doing all right for himself. He's still doing all right for a number one running back. But 
uh, at the end of the day, you don't draft him for, for 14 points. You draft him for 30 points. Uh, you draft him because the team uh, in, in the past has used him as their win condition. And the Jets for years were a running, 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 running team. Uh, now that they have Darnold, uh, when he's not throwing the ball to ghosts, uh, they like to – I don't I, – <laughs> Is this just how the NFL is now? Is just they just plan to throw the ball more in some uh, games? Jameson Crowder is the number one receiver on that team. Which is funny because you see him on the field. He's tiny. Yeah, but he's he's got the trust. He's really good, though. He is he's, a really good football player. Yeah, he's, he's I mean, he's on a roll. And, and Darnold and him seem to have a, a good chemistry going on. I mean, heck, Robbie Anderson even found the end zone last, last week. Last week was... Um, that was a different situation. That's a different situation. That was a different situation. Let me ask you an interesting question. So Chris Herndon, uh, who I was very high on, is is done for the year. Done for the year. Um, wah, wah. Ryan Griffin, in terms of tight end required, what do you think of him? With how much they're using him, especially in red zone situations, I feel like he's a worthy add. You were saying before about um, bah, 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 tight end for font for denver thank you you were talking about font and i just i feel like there are other uh better potential options and that's one of them uh ryan griffin who was a pretty good player when he was on uh on houston he's shown flashes of brilliance and they do have uh the tight end plays in the playbook we've seen it so i like him i dig it so would you would you stream darnold this week against oakland if you have a bi-week quarterback like if you're a mahomes murray or Kirk cousins owner would you stream Darnold. Um. Yeah. Let's revisit that question once I've seen the rest of the games this week. Sounds and see like if there one. isn't a uh, superior option. We're going to run to superior options in Washington versus Detroit. It is the Jeff Driscoll versus Dwayne Haskins show. Sam is here shaking his head, just upset. Like, how did this work out this way? Do you do you start anybody on Washington side of the ball save for maybe Geis? I just want to know one thing. What? How can I help you? <laughs> Le- tell me how I can help you. <laughs> because Dwayne That's Haskins a good question, my friend. doesn't know how to help his O line block any better. That's I mean, you got to feel it for the guy. I mean, he's thrown in there, not ideal situation. The, the Defensive ends with, are feeling for the guy. Yeah, they're, with an, they're, it, they're feeling him on the ground. Is with an interim coach that wants to run the ball, like how are you going to develop your new quarterback when you want to run the ball thirty times a game? So, this <laughs> uh, hot take number one: Case Keenum has not been stellar this year, but I miss Case Keenum. Here's the thing. Uh, if you had to look at their season so far from an outside perspective, would you say that regardless of the quarterback situation, if you gave them Aaron Rodgers, would they become a good football team? They'd be a better football team. Obviously, but <laughs> would they be a good football team? I don't think so. No, they wouldn't. You can give them, you can give them Tom Brady, you can give them anybody. You can give them Dan Marino in his prime. I don't think they're a good football team. I think that as a whole, they have more problems than they're willing to admit to the because their ownership is just garbage. Uh, but that being said, yeah, I don't see. I don't feel like Case Keenum was at fault for that. He was he was bad, but he also was moving the ball a lot. They just they have no red zone identity. They they have so many holes on their team. It's really easy to exploit. Uh, it's sad. It's really sad to watch a rookie quarterback who I had a lot of hopes for. Uh, come in and just struggle this much because all he's learning right now is that his team doesn't have his back, and you're gonna get beat up at every down like yep. that. It's the amount of pressure he's under is is embarrassing. And and even though they got, uh, I I refuse to call him guys. I mean, he's juice. Uh, the juice is loose, but he's not going anywhere. This the team is just bad. Uh, it really sucks if you're a, a scary Terry owner because. Uh, Terry McScorin is not going to be McScorin anytime soon with uh, Haskins throwing him the ball. Obviously, you just double him because he's their only good player. Which is which is tough because, you know, a lot of receivers this year who had good value beforehand, like at the beginning of the year, with quarterback switches or just, you know, defensive shifts, it's one of those things where a lot of receivers, especially decent ones, have lost a lot of value over the past three weeks. So yeah, Terry, you, you can probably still if you absolutely have to flex him, but man, you got you should be looking elsewhere for a higher scoring team. 
for Detroit's side, um, honestly, I didn't realize just how much Matthew Stafford was carrying that offense until he was gone. You know, you, you don't know what you got till it's gone. Yes. And with Matthew Stafford, I, I really thought that he was kind of only okay because of their, you know, their, their track record over the years. Uh, now seeing him not being there, holy cow, well, Detroit is it's not good. Just not. <laughs> I mean, they, they had a good, they produced enough last week to, to be relevant. But, you know, Galladay's stock is hurt tremendously. Mm-hmm. They have zero running game. I mean, Scarborough, that, that's a waiver claim if you need a running back body. You can have him, but um, Marvin Jones is you know putting up those big games with Stafford. Driscoll's just not the same guy, and I I feel like any team with a decent uh, amount of pressure on the quarterback is going to succeed. Washington, for all their their faults, has been getting pressure on a lot of quarterbacks this year, uh, and I feel like that I, they're not going to win. Washington, if they, if Washington wins, I mean. It's because McLaurin found the end zone three times. Well, if Washington wins, it's just because this this team this game as a whole was just kind of a. Blech. Yeah, and Detroit defense has been been bleeding points at receivers too. So I mean, again, you can probably flex McLaurin, but again, you're looking typically this whole it game. You're looking on where for where is on the field, and I, I don't know, man. This is going to be a defensive game, and it's probably going to be kind of boring. So we're going to move on. Yep, to Seattle and Philly. Finally, something. Hello, worth talking about battle here. of the birds, battle of the burbs. What do you do on Philly's side of the ball? Just a lot of their offensive weapons are either hurt or ineffective. I mean, Ertz and Goddard. Who are you starting besides Ertz and Goddard? Uh, besides, mm. I mean, are you even starting Goddard? I'm a Goddard fan, so that's probably why I'm I'm all. I feel like the, if they watch the game tape back of this last game against New England, they're going to find out just how many times Miles Sanders was open. Uh, Tony Romo could not stop talking about. Uh, they got to get the ball to Miles Sanders. They got to get the ball to Miles Romo Sanders. could not stop talking. Well, they're okay. But uh, <laughs> Miles Sanders is open a lot, and I feel like he's going to see a lot of uh, use uh, this game just by by that alone. Do you think Jay Ajayi cuts into his work at all? I, I think Jay Ajayi is going to be an early down guy, but I don't think they're going to have an opportunity to lean on the running game because Seattle is just going to come out and just – they're going to put up three touchdowns in, in the first half. So do we know if Alshon Jeffrey's back? Has he officially been cleared for practice? I, that's one you got to keep an eye on. Yeah, so monitor his condition, but Aguilar's been ineffective. Aguilar can't catch a cold. Yeah, he's he's just got to be off your radar in, in, entirely. So the only weapons, I mean, he brought up Miles Sanders is a really good option, but Ertz, again, Goddard, if you're in a tight end required league, he's been seeing equal amount of targets to most wide receivers. So jump into Seattle side of the ball. Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson is an he's, MVP. I think he is the MVP. So it's between him and Lamar, I think, personally. Um, but, man, Wilson's just got really impressive this year. One of the two of them is putting up crazy numbers. The other one is putting the, the, the team behind him. And Lamar Jackson can do some pretty amazing things on the football field. They have beat some bad teams really, really badly. Uh, but they've had tough games against middle-of-the-road teams, whereas Seattle, Seattle's putting games away, and while they're not winning by as big of a margin, this isn't the NCAA. This is the NFL, and in the NFL, when you can clutch out games consistently and when you have a, have a player like Russell Wilson who you know if you score with close to two minutes left on the clock that you don't, you're probably not walking away with the W because he's going to come down in a two-minute drill and he's going to score right back and you're going to lose. Wilson Wilson's very good, and Lamar is very good. I just think that the resume of the wins this year, again, like you said, the margin's not as great, but Seattle's playing, in my opinion, better teams. What Lamar did to New England was impressive. I'll give him that, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I just I want to see more from him on the passing side of things. Like, dude can run. Like, he is a way better Michael Vick in terms of the style of play. Don't compare him to Michael Vick. In terms of the style <laughs> of play, man, style of play, not nowhere near the same human being. Style of play, but I think Wilson again, every week starter. He's an amazing player. You start him this week. What weapons of Russell Wilson's do you start? I'm starting. Uh, is Tyler Lockett okay? He is scheduled to play. He's scheduled to play. 
Um, I'm starting him. I'm starting DK Metcalf. Uh, I think DK is coming into his own. I'm starting uh, the only surviving tight end. <laughs> I don't remember his name. But uh, it'd be Jacob Hollister. Hollister. Okay, I'm wearing Hollister this week because uh, I I like I like the opportunities for him in the red zone. Um, I'm I'm starting Carson honestly. Uh, I yeah. Just, I I think that. Well, I mean, I shouldn't say yeah. Like I'm surprised. I mean, yeah, you're starting Chris Carson because he's the running back out there. I I just think Seattle uh has an opportunity to run away with this one. Uh, Philly's a decent team, but I just I the, New England has some holes on their offense right now due to to various injuries and just honestly, come on, who who gets the ball passed to him in New England? Julian mm-hmm. Edelman. Yeah, basically him. Yeah. But, yeah. So if you can cover him, yeah, Philip Dorsett catches balls periodically, but this the scheme's not tough to beat. It's their defense that was kind of carrying them this year, and they 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 did again. They held Philly to next to no points. So I, I don't know. I I, I see Seattle. I, I see Seattle having a, a faring much better this week. And uh, it again, if if Philly ends up surprising me, then cool. It'll be interesting football. Awesome. Speaking of interesting football, in the in the kind of not so interesting way. We've got Jacksonville and Tennessee squaring off in a, a fun rematch from earlier this year. The battle of two quarterbacks nobody thought we were going to see again. Uh, Nick Foles versus Ryan, Ryan Tannehill. It's just nuts to me. Like, if you would have told me, hey, man, you want to watch the game with Nick Foles and Ryan Tannehill? I'd have been like, what year is it? Yeah. <laughs> Dolphins versus Eagles, great. Uh, but, uh, no, it's, it's exciting. I think that uh, GJ Chark, dude, 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 is uh, Stud. the dude – uh, definitely worth a start. I think that this week you can probably afford to start um, Westbrook. Name? Westbrook, yes. What name? Is he healthy? Is he good? He's good. he played last week. Okay. I think that uh, he'll he'll see a little bit more action this week as as Foles is kind of getting his sea legs back. Uh, and honestly, this one should be a fun game. It's going to be the, the the battle of who's got the better bruiser running back, uh, Fournette or Henry. Um, My money's on Henry. That oh, guy's yeah. A- yeah. He's a monster. He's kind of he's got them dreadlocks. He looks like the the predator. I mean, it's it's just he's he's super talented. He's, he's gonna wear you down. Like after 15 carries, how do hope, you tackle that guy? Hopefully, he a gets guy who's that carries. big and that fast. Like, how do you tackle that guy? I you don't want to. I mean, that's that's why towards the end of the game, it says he's running through those holes. It's like I don't want to touch this guy. He reminds me actually a lot of Marshawn Lynch. A lot, yeah. yeah. I mean, minus the ability to catch. He a pass. doesn't quite have the agility. Uh, the 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 you know nimbleness on his feet but like the way he runs that power running style but yet he's still really quick like it's just well i for one am hoping that henry and and fournette both have amazing games as you're a owner of i have both them both henry on one fournette. team yeah <laughs> uh which which you know uh earlier this year when they were facing each other was a frustrating game to watch because not only was it a low scoring game but it was also like a rainstorm it was not a good situation. Andy's hoping for 50-mile-per-hour winds yeah. swirling on the field. <laughs> I don't think anyone's going to complete a pass today. Back to you, Jim. Exactly. That'd be, that'd be fantastic. But uh, we talked about Jacksonville side of the ball, Tennessee side of the ball, Tannehill throwing passes. Who do you like, if anybody, in the pass-catching area? For uh, Tennessee? For Tennessee. That big gasp typically means he's not sure of anybody on that side of the ball. Yikes! Um, I don't know who who are you thinking. Anybody got anybody in mind? Uh, not really. I mean, if you're a tight end required, maybe you can you can get by with Jonu Smith. But I don't like Corey Davis. He's lost a lot of, of points for me. AJ Brown's. I think he's a flash in the pan. I feel like looking at the next game that we got on this list. Uh, should tell you a little bit more why we're trying to think of somebody who's startable. Yeah, I mean, we'll just skip on through them just to, to show you what I mean. We got Dallas and New England. Um, Normally, you'd be like, yeah, Amari Cooper, yeah, Randall Cobb's been doing a lot, yeah. Yeah. And then you're Michael like, Gallup. ooh, New England, ooh. Are you starting your Dallas receivers with confidence? You have to. Uh, with confidence, no. Um, <laughs> but you have to. Uh, I think they will surprise you. I think that New England's defense, while good, is not untouchable. So, Cooper is an amazing talent. Gallup's an amazing talent. Cobb is a savvy veteran. They're gonna find ways to to get some points on the board, and you know you got to start Zeke. You you know Dak's probably I mean, Dak himself might not have a good game, but um, I don't think it's gonna be a very high. I mean, Dallas's defense is pretty good for all intents and purposes. Do you think it's gonna be a high scoring game? 
Oh, I don't think so. Um, honestly, there, there's another game I want to talk about in the same vein as this one, and that's Green Bay and San Francisco. So we're just going to jump through this one? We're going to well, because because there's kind of the same story here. They All four teams have stud players. All four teams, you ha- if you're winning this year, you've got players on these teams. You've got Aaron Jones. You've got his well, – maybe his You have it. New England's defense. You have New England's defense. You have San Fran's defense. Uh, but these are tough games because it could go – you know, you could have a blowout. You could have the, the obviously better team – showing up uh you could also have really tough games for, for for both sides i feel like you still gotta you know start your your best players with uh, impunity and just kind of you know hope that that both teams kind of game plan to get their playmakers the ball in their hands uh so i mean what's left to be said you, you covered it pretty well so let's jump to the game that you are most excited about yes uh baltimore and the Rams. So just to clarify, he covered the Green Bay versus San Francisco game as well. You start your stud players on those teams. I mean, what what else is left to be said? Like these are these are trap games for any uh, anal- uh, analysis That's analyst analyst analysis. Uh, these are trap games for us to make predictions on because anything can can happen mid game. Teams can you know, t- Joey Bosa goes down uh, and. Then what? All of a sudden, it's a completely different ball game. Uh, you've got uh, Vanoy leaves the game for a half minute with a with a concussion. It's a completely different ball game. So tough to say. Uh, what's not tough to say is how bad Baltimore is going to whoop the Rams. <laughs> it, it's not going to be fun. So, I mean, can you can you even start anybody like again confidently on the Rams side? Jared Goff has looked abysmal the past few weeks. What do you do? Well, it depends on who's playing because if Woods is going to miss the game, if Cooks is going to miss the game, all he's got is what Cup and Reynolds and Garrett Everett. Like what? I I don't know, man. They they definitely showed that without the receivers, they're going to start giving the ball more to uh, Gurley. So that's that's fantastic. Only twelve weeks late, uh, but I don't know. This this is a game where how how many touchdowns is Baltimore going to score? In my opinion, that's that's how this game's going to go. As I mean, Los Angeles. I don't know what happened between. You know, last year and this year, but man, do you think it's just that people found out the scheme for for McVeigh, or do you think it's just a matter of Goff's not as talented as he was last year in terms of making the system work, or what's what's LA's issue? Oh goodness, um, I I, th- I think it's a game tape. You, you've got a, you've got kind of a, a, an idea of how they like to to run, and honestly, with last year's success being really really heavily in the corner of Todd Gurley the fact that they can't deploy him the way they want to speaks volumes they know that they have an issue with his knee uh condition and they want to keep him healthy but in keeping him healthy they're sacrificing games yeah no it makes sense so with with being so excited about Baltimore aside from Lamar Jackson obviously a must start you know we're not ever advocating to sit Lamar Jackson who do you start on Baltimore's side and confidently, Mandrews, uh, Ingram, for sure, Lamar Jackson. Uh, if in a pinch, if you want to start Hollywood Brown, you can. But uh, with his on again, off again ankle issue, and uh, the fact that Jalen Ramsey's on the field, uh, I'd just be careful starting any pass catchers other than Mandrews. So the tough part about pass catchers in Baltimore is just that when you get up by thirty, you know you're typically not throwing the ball as much anymore. So that's I think Hollywood Brown's fallen to that particular issue in terms of his production. So obviously the injuries play a factor as well, but again, being up 41 to 7, you're not throwing a 55-yard bomb to Hollywood Brown. So again, Mandrews like you said, Ingram's good. Uh you're starting Lamar. Those are about your your top-tier performers on that team. So after seeing all the the games this week, I feel like uh if you're looking to flex a quarterback, we have a couple options here. I'm going to throw out some names. Uh and if you want to go ahead and uh earmark this as our poll of the week, uh, for you, I'm gonna go out there and say uh, Daniel Jones. Uh, if he's not already on a team, if he's you know got dropped during his bye week, uh, he might be be worthy of a, a pickup there. Uh, if you've got uh, Sam Darnold and Ryan Tannehill, um, you can go ahead. If you want to uh, substitute Kyle Allen for Daniel Jones on the off chance that Daniel jo- Daniel Jones is already on a team, uh, of those four guys, uh, who would you f- uh, feel good streaming this week? If you're a Mahomes owner, so you're at uh, you said Dan Jones, Sam Darnold, Ryan Tannehill, and Kyle Allen. Of those four, who would you want to stream and why? 
Oh man, so you're asking all the real tough questions here. Because you know that I'm I'm all about Danny Dimes. Yeah, no, so for sure. I I've I've started him already multiple times this season. You know, win or lose, I I think that he's a great play. I think honestly, my number two pick out of that is actually Ryan Tannehill. Yeah, uh, just on the off chance that uh, it's a it's a good game. So if I had to put him in a scale of of or it's not scale really, it's a, a one to four. Who do I want to start? The most I'm leading off with uh, the Ghostbuster himself, Sam Darnold. I like his matchup against Oakland. Uh, I think he's super talented. I don't know, man. There's there's skulls on the helmets of, of the Raiders. Maybe they'll get, get scared. You never know. I mean, so again, Darnold for me is number one. Uh, I'm gonna go with uh, Danny Dimes, number two. I don't particularly care for his matchup, but I think it's better than uh, like I. I have no faith in Kyle Allen after the Packers and the Falcons game. Yeah, that was, that was just bad. A, just a rough one. And then, like Tannehill, I had a I had a. I, I recommended starting him weeks ago, and he had a, a good enough game, two touchdowns, and he's like 18 points on a, a streamer situation. I just, like, him in Jacksonville, I don't know. I just, I don't know. Ja- if if Saxonville shows up, Oof. Tannehill's just, you know, of no use. Oof. Well, let us know what you guys think. Uh, head on over to our Twitter. Uh, twi- Twitter. 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 It's the new version of Twitter. At uh, Tecmo Bros FF, if you want to go ahead and uh, throw us your two cents. Uh, if you want to send us an email, uh, techmobrosff at gmail.com. It's the best email ever. Ever. Uh, if you want to just, you know, make fun of us, head on over to uh, our Twitter. Just let us know what you think. Um, I, let us know uh, how you're doing so far this season. Let us know if you're, if you're in it, if you're on the bubble. Uh, and if you need one of those, uh, you know, late season pickups to help you out, uh, we might have some insight for you. Uh, anything else you want to add, Andy? That'd be it. If you just let us know, we're going to put that poll up. should be on the Twitter. On Twitter. In a couple hours here uh, once again. But thanks for joining us. I've been Andy. I've been John Gruden. He's been John Gruden. Appreciate you joining us, guys.